Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the, I guess, inaugural times two episode of Political Straight Talk. I am your host, the political superman, coming to you live from the foothills of the Cherokee National Forest. And the time, 9.30 on the East Coast, 6.30 on the Left Coast. Tonight's version of Political Straight Talk will be a round table. Here are the panelists for the evening. Panelist number one, Barbara. Say hi, Barbara. Hi. Panelist number two, Mark. Say hi. Hello. Panelist number three, Tammy. Hello. Panelist number four, and bringing it up just because she's from Delaware, Tricia. (laughs) Hello. All right. Tonight's topics, here's kind of how the roundtable works. For those of you that are tuning in for the first time, We bring out an issue, give everybody a chance to comment on the issue, and then if I have something to say on it, I will say something. If not, we move on to the next topic. Everybody's opinions here are respected. Whether we agree or disagree, uh, trust me, there have been many heated discussions on this program. So uh, we will discuss them out. The format of the program is generally an hour. We have been known to go a little longer if uh, certain topics merit going a little longer. So, having said that, let's uh let's move. So if I uh if you are a panelist and you know, you want to if you're a panelist and you don't want to say something about a certain topic, I've already told you what to do so that we don't call on you. All right. The first topic is John McCain. Okay? John McCain was diagnosed earlier this week with a brain tumor that news reports have said they removed a big chunk of it when they went in to clear a blood clot. Now, there is some discussion about how this is going to affect him. Um, So we'll start with Tammy on this one. Tammy, your thoughts on Senator McCain? Well, um, I hate um, that this has come up for him and his family. It's really tragic that in his later years that he would have something like this because it's pretty aggressive, and um, unfortunately he's probably not going to be around much longer. Tricia? Well, my thoughts are I don't like the man, but... Just because I don't like him doesn't mean he doesn't deserve our prayers. Mark? First of all, we need to pray for the McCain family, be it John or his wife and children. Then we need to look forward to proper representation of Arizona. I would suggest that John seek medical treatment 
be with his family, and get healthy, but turn his seat over to someone else. Barbara? Well, I agree with Mark that that's a consensus of a lot of people that he should just resign his seat in the Senate now because it's very doubtful that he's going to survive this, unfortunately. And it also would explain some of his erratic behavior of late, you know, of, uh, you know, speaking against President Trump and some of the agenda that I, like everybody else, I used to mail, I could personally stand by him. And, uh, you know, it's in God's hands. Okay. Well, I, you know, first, you have to look at, okay, uh, You have to look at all of his service. And we sometimes forget in the heat of, of politics that politics don't always define who we are. And so he was a Vietnam War prisoner of war. He has served Arizona for many distinguished years. He has been a beacon of heroism for our country even if we disagree with him. And so we have to look at that. Now, yes, we need to pray for Cindy and the family because they're the ones going to be hit for the brunt of this. The issue that I see with him resigning his seat is who's going to take his place. And is it going to be a conservative? How's it going to work out? Who's the appointment going to be when it comes from the governor? Because that's who we'll appoint to finish the term or until a special election. Most likely it would be a special election this November, this coming uh, 2018 cycle. So who's going to fill the seat? And I think that John McCain needs to work those details out, and his representatives need to work that work those details out. And we don't want to go into... Arano. Okay. So I think with, with John McCain, we need to give him an opportunity to deal with the medical part of it. There's nothing going on in the Senate right now. They can't seem to do anything else. And so having said that, uh, our our wishes obviously are with the family and with Senator McCain, and uh, our prayers are with him. And Topic number two, I'm going to change because it doesn't seem right to segue into that topic. We'll, uh, we will segue into health care. And I know that everybody's excited about health care. Uh, Politico, Politico reported today that the CBO released numbers that 22 million people would be uninsured if a full repeal was to take place in the Senate. Well, no such luck for Politico. As usual, they get stuff wrong. It's actually 32 million that would be not covered, according to the CBO. Now, how they actually come up with some of those numbers is beyond me, given that states cover, you know, Medicaid, Medicare, etc. Here's the question I'm going to pose to each of you: Is full repeal the way to go? Repeal it first then solve the problem, 
or should there be a repeal and replace all in one all in one package? And if so, what's the best solution? And I know that's kind of a loaded question. So I'm going to throw this one to Tricia. Okay, well, if they repeal it completely, it's going to leave a lot of people without health insurance until they do put something else in place there. So it would be fundamental to replace or to repeal and replace at the same time. Okay. So since when is it the government's place to cover people on insurance? No, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be effective. It wouldn't be effective immediately. They could have it effective January one. That's what people don't understand. If they repeal it, it's not going to be an immediate. It's cutting your insurance off. It'll go to January one. Okay. Well, generally, the way the government runs, the government runs October to September thirtieth. October one to September thirtieth. Most likely, what would happen is they would give everybody. October would be the end date. They'd give everybody a cushion up until January to solve the problem, to solve their problem. But I go back to the original question of, or my follow-up question, why is it the government's place to provide insurance? It's not. It isn't. It's not. It should go back to how it used to be years ago to where we had the choice to pick, like from Blue Cross, Blue Shield, or another one, and pay for it. Have, have the pay. Have the money come out of our pay. Okay. Then let me follow up with that. In many of the states, especially Republican states, there's a lot of poor folks that can't afford to pay for those insurance policies. How do we cover them, or how do we help well, them get coverage? There's a lot of they people do. that have money that can't afford to pay for them because there's astronomical. The premiums are are thousands of dollars a month. As it is as it well, stands right now, but years ago it, it was never like that. You paid a portion, right. and the company paid the rest. Okay, somebody well, keeps trying to I say jump, something. Go ahead. If you had a job, Alan, is that you trying to say something? No, it was me. Oh, okay. Sorry. All right, Barbara, my go ahead. feeling, my feeling is the government has no business being in the business of health care. Before Obamacare was rammed down our throats, millions of people died. Millions of people will die every day and continue to die with or without Obamacare. Full repeal, don't replace it. People okay. will go yeah. and get health insurance or go get seen by a clinic or go to the emergency rooms like they did before. We don't okay. need we don't need this. This just Okay. Well let me hearken back to a conversation we had on a different program where I suggested this very thing and I was met with resistance vehemently by you when well, I said I've changed that, my mind. <laughs> that the government should not be in the business of health care, whether it's Medicaid, Medicare, or otherwise. Well, that, I've changed my mind. 
All well, they're not in our health care. They're in our insurance. But insurance does not equate health care, and that's what the misunderstanding is. But that's what the mainstream media has led everybody okay. to believe, that those two are synonymous. If you have insurance, you're going to have health care. That's not true that's at all. That's not necessarily the truth. But I'm saying that we, the government, or we as the taxpayers, should not be responsible for any insurance, and that it all should be worked out through private industry. And I will tell you that these insurance companies would get significant tax breaks picking up some of these that can't afford or doing reduced premiums for people that couldn't afford it. So that's just my opinion. on. Okay. Um, Tammy, do you have any further comments to add to this? I think they need to let it, let it fail. If they're not going to repeal it, just let it fail. And then that will force the, the Republicans and the Democrats to come to the table it because, will fail January 1st. Because then every – I know, that's what I'm saying. Just If they can't get a full repeal, then they just need to let it fall. And because uh, everybody then will be going, well, why aren't y'all doing anything? Why aren't y'all doing anything? So right now they're like – it's just like them raising or lowering the debt level. They know at, the, at 1159 they'll get it worked out. But it's not always in our favor. Well, I know that – the insurance company that I work for is pulling out, and they are the last major insurance company involved in it. And they have said that they will, as of January 1st, they'll be done. Mark? We need to look at the current climate of health care as the same way we do other basic services, much less like cable. When we subscribe to a cable company, we have 36 channels, and of which we watch maybe five. Well, in the current climate of healthcare, we're going to only subscribe to four or five of the basic things that we are being, which we are paying for. For example, a millennial won't need old care coverage. They won't need maternity care. They won't need a whole host of other things. Pretty much all a millennial needs is basic catastrophic coverage, but they're paying for all these things. Much like with cable, if we were doing an a la carte method instead of a whole total coverage, we would have a better system. But the way the political climate is with health care is that we are paying for other people's necessities. We do away with that, which is one of the primary things that the Trump care and other Republican-led entities in health care want to do away with. We want to let people choose what they want to pay for. When I had health care coverage, I had cat- catastrophic and I had basic needs. So I would go see my doctor annually or biannually for physicals and things like that. Well, under the current plans, you have not only if you are a male under the age of 30, you're paying for maternity care, even though you're single. You're paying for drug abuse care, even though you're not an addict. You're paying for elderly internment care, even though you're not elderly. It's the way that Obamacare was structured because the lower generations will pay for the upper generations. 
What we really need is an a la carte method, which is which also does away with the state boundaries of where you can purchase your health care. And if that was really done by the Republican Congress, you would have a spike in people who are willing to purchase health care. The CBO and the political articles are discussing people who want to do away with the health care because there's a penalty if they don't buy it. So in five years, if you don't have to buy health care, you don't need health care, then you won't buy health care. That's where those numbers come from. Okay, thank mm-hmm. you, Mark. We have to remove, if if we're going to deal with health care fundamentally, in my opinion, number one, we have to repeal. That's just, there is no way around that. We have to appeal, repeal. Number two, we have to fix some fundamental things. Number one, everybody pays something. Number two, we remove the emergency room as the main place to go get treated. If you don't have a life-threatening emergency, an emergency room should be allowed to turn you away. Right now, they cannot. Okay? They should they should have walk-in clinics, health departments across this country. We have all kinds of health departments across this country that keep bankers' hours. Why don't we shift money into some of these health departments and have them provide services and have them stay open later? As an alternative, the care would be the care would be the same and the cost would be a lot lower. Um, number three. We remove the state line thing, if I didn't say that already. And we don't force people to get insurance because in this country we just don't do that. But I'm with Mark on this one. There needs to be an a la carte service like there's about to be with cable and whatnot. And let people pick what they need because I don't need maternity coverage. Okay? I don't need, you know, there's a lot of coverages that I don't need. So I think if we went that route... I think we'd be a lot better off. Okay, next topic. The Supremes. Now, I'm a little day late on this one because I uh, I wanted to read more about it. But on Wednesday, the Supremes did something that was really interesting. They put into effect basically the full travel ban that Trump wants. The only thing that got left on the table was if you're a grandparent parent and you have a a direct link to be here, then you can continue. Okay? People don't realize how significant that is because that tends to indicate how the court's going to rule. Okay? If you think back to a few years ago when they were doing the gay marriage thing, when uh, Justice Roy Moore in Alabama ordered all gay marriages in the state stopped, the Supremes come behind him and said, we're going to allow him to go through until we make a decision on this. Well, that's always a big indicator of how they're going to go. Uh, as a matter of fact, I've very rarely seen a case where they were going to go any other way. Is this a victory for the Trump administration? Do we see tighter immigration restrictions coming? Is there a downside to this? Tammy. I wish they would have tighter um, on some things because 
we know that they're already in the there are already probably enough people in this country to do harm, regardless who's coming from um, you know overseas. I think I think it, I think it should open it up to uh, other countries, especially like our allies, where they're already having you know almost double digits uh, in the Muslim population. Brussels, United Kingdom, all them. It's they're, they're, all they're going to shift is where they're coming from. It may slow them down for a day, a month, or two months, or something like that. But no, we'll start getting them another uh, UK citizens because they can come over. It's not going to hurt people coming. Although, I Trish. do like the travel ban. I'm not saying. I'm not being critical of Trump. Tricia. I feel that, like Tammy, there should be tighter restrictions. If they, as she was saying, they go to the U.K. or to another country that we we will allow people to come from, then it should go deeper as to... If they are not a citizen or a resident of the UK or another, you know, country that we are friendly with, then they need to re- see where they are actually from and restrict them. Okay, Mark. I agree with the Supreme Court that we need to vet those peoples from those six countries because we don't want to end up like Europe. But I also agree with the Hawaiian appellate court that says that we need to not only use uh, first-generation blood relatives, parents, brothers, and sisters, but aunts and uncles and grandparents because of the fact that it's not just your first-line blood that raises you. In some cases, there are grandparents or aunts and uncles that raise you. And if we do the vetting process accurately, then we can assume that with the government using their vetting information, they can describe a person to a blood relative who is actually going to be their chaperone in this country. Barbara. Well, I don't agree with the Hawaii judgment because anybody could come over and say, well, she's my grandmother, he's my grandfather, my aunts and uncles. It's too big a hole there that these people can get around. And I'm just surprised that the Supreme Court let it go. Uh that we know that that judge in Hawaii <clears throat> was an Obama appointee. So, you know, it stands to reason, of course, he's going to, you know, try and block part of this. I just I just don't agree with it. Okay. It's me personally, stricter. me personally, I think they ought to go back and do exactly what they did with immigration. Uh, up until the early 90s, and that is if the United States had a need, we allowed people into this country to fill that need. Okay, We allowed political asylums to a degree. We allowed people that were oppressed here to a degree. But we were very tight on our immigration policy. 
as of right now, I think all immigration ought to be shut down. Yep. Nobody yes. should be allowed in these borders until we get everything figured out. It is a privilege. Um, right. It is not right. It is not a – this is not one of my topics, but we're going to use it as a subtopic, and that is that ICE has ramped up getting rid of people that are here illegally. Yep. And you'd be amazed yep. at how many they've rounded up so far. And they're getting ready to go into sanctuary cities starting next week. Yep. Yep. And I do think that that is, I think the feds have to show these cities that are trying to thumb their nose at law that, hey, it's not going to be thumbed up. Chicago's a prime example. Look what's going on there. They've sent in the feds and they're starting to, uh, you know, they're starting to try and make a difference. But 11 deaths last weekend alone. So, so sometimes you got to use the feds. All right, next topic. And all I'm going to do is say a few words, and I'm going to call your name. Maxine <laughs> Waters, 2020. Mark. Okay, we're electing the craziest person in Congress. So, Maxine Waters has been a joke since she started her political career probably 30 years ago. She was a influential member of the Watts riots in the early 70s. She is nothing more than a stupid hack that is going to prey upon other people who she considers constituents. So as far as Maxine Waters is concerned, stay in Los Angeles, collect your monies, and shut up. <laughs> Impeach impeach 45. I think she's an idiot. I think Congress should censure her. I mean, you know, her coming out every day and every day and saying, I will not rest until this president is impeached. Well, you know, good luck with that. But (laughs) to her to rank the president, what a joke. What a joke. Tammy. I think she gives idiots a bad name. (laughs) (laughs) i'm 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 praying for her a promotion also whether it be um you know a promotion to another job a promotion to another city a promotion to heaven who knows just a promotion i'm thinking ambassador to iraq iran (laughs) trisha well, idiot was a was putting it mildly. She she gives morons a bad name. <laughs> she gives people that are mentally ill a bad name. Okay, um, I need to take a moment and address the moron that is in our chat room. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, go somewhere else, okay? That's all I'm going to say. Go somewhere else. Um, moving on to our next topic. And and this is a perfect segue, okay? This is just one of the best segues. I, I couldn't have worked this any better. And I didn't realize this when I, when I wrote this. But today, a woman was sentenced to six and a half years in prison for sexually assaulting another woman with a fake penis. <laughs> and let me give you the backstory to this. And uh, 
I might need to put the new button on. Here's the here's the backstory on this. Hello? 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 He cracked himself up and hung up on himself. I did crack myself up, but here's the here's the gist. This young lady created a fake Facebook page. Her name was Kai Fortune, and she wooed this other girl that she met in college. Now... <laughs> Anytime these people, these guys would meet, the girl that was assaulted would have to be blindfolded. Okay? So this girl never saw the girl with the fake penis. She thought this was her boyfriend. She was always blindfolded, blah, blah, blah. And so one day the girl just decides to take off the blindfold and sees the other girl with the fake prosthesis. <laughs> And just couldn't understand it. Now, uh, you know, I I had to throw this one in here just to line it up. Who would ever admit, number one, I would never in a million years admit this. Number two, how do you date somebody that you are... uh, Excuse me just a moment. What an idiot. <laughs> God. That is a moron. Yeah. Keeps your blindfold on. Oh, God. Hatton, Hatton is wondering what he just walked in on because he's in by the chant. And so... <laughs> Uh, oh God! And so, let me back it up just to just to give Hatton a little bit of <laughs> backstory. <laughs> Again, there was a lady that was convicted of sexual assault and sentenced to six and a half years in an English prison today. And the gist of it was that she had created this fake Facebook profile. Her name on the profile was Kai Fortune, and she claimed to be an American man, and she wooed this other girl and basically would have sex with her with a strap-on. And the girl was always blindfolded. When they hung out, the other girl was always blindfolded. And to save my life, I just don't get it. But anyway, she was always blindfolded, and then during one of their trysts, I guess she got excited and pulled off her blindfold, and voila, she no make a love to Mr. Fortune. It was more like Miss Misfortune. And you know, I, I usually wait till the till the end to give my commentary, but I got to do this one. Number one. There is no way on God's green earth I'm dating anybody that I have to wear a blindfold around all the time. Number one. That should have been a big red flag right there. Number two, I I just, you know, the contact, how did you not tell there were other boobs that poked out? You know, stuff like that. I just don't, I don't get it, guys. All right. Throwing it around the table. Remember, keep it at least PG-13. Uh. uh, 
Whoever wants this one, just go. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. This, this is Hatton, by the way. Um, hi. Hi. <laughs> okay. So 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 let's let's start off with with what everybody is thinking is whiskey tango foxtrot. Yes. Um, <laughs> um. See see now now Fabian, you're not being nice to me here. Um. I, I will say that, you know, you have to remember that in episode four of Star Wars, um, Carrie Fisher was instructed to to bind to, to wear uh, a very tight binding around her chest so that uh I think the exact quote was there are no floppy boobs in Star Wars. Yes, I, I remember. Um so so that may have some explanation. Maybe the, the um maybe the person with the prosthetic um, had decided that you know it was a uh, that 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 there was there was a uh, adedictomy surgery in in the near future, and had undergone some kind of hormone treatment. Um, I, I'm dr- I'm grasping at straws here, guys, but <laughs> well, in her mugshot, she looked like she had uh, <laughs> she had what she needed to be a female. She she oh, she had a message, but she was unwilling to give it. Right. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Those are my questions. Okay. Did she not did she not see the battery truck drive off as she was driving in? <laughs> well, it was at it was at Barbara's house. Did she yeah. not hear the hammer drill while blindfolded? And wow. did she not read Fifty Shades of Grey? Wow. Oh. Well, leave it to Mark to go there. Yes, leave it to Mark to run there. Okay. Yes. Anybody else have any comment on this before yeah. we move on? Just wow. What? It's not <laughs> You know, there, there. Okay, I, I've got to stop. And, and, and ladies, I'm sorry, I'm going to put you on the spot here. There, there, there are some ladies on the call. Would either of you fall for something like this? No. Well, no. 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 So it was all. It was all just one sided. There was no uh, reciprocal going on. According to the article, I, I yeah. According to the article, I I, I just don't know. She had to lay there and take it. In other words, somebody somebody was more into receiving than giving, is what you're saying. That's that's pretty right. much what I'm saying. Right, that's what I'm saying. I, this I just you know I I go back to think about this and I'm like okay okay now let's just let's just put it out there. Number one, you see a guy on Facebook, you you meet you know you dealt with a guy yada yada yada. Well, right? no. Oh hey, honey, I want to meet you, but. I'm going to need you to wear a blindfold when we go to dinner. <laughs> because if this if this girl didn't get dinner, well, I am so sorry. So, anyway, let let's let's go to a different topic. Wait, wait, wait. I knew this one was going to be bad. Before we do that, you have to realize she did have press charges on her first encounter. Oh, she didn't take off. She has six or eighty-four. She pressed charges when the blindfold fell off, which yes. meant she enjoyed herself in the previous occasions. Yeah, well, that was the argument of the other girl. <laughs> yes, she it was. Wanted. Anyway, okay, having discussed See, I, that, I go uh, back. I, I go back to the hormone treatment theory, only because o- only a guy would come up with that excuse. Yes, 
Yes. yes. <laughs> now, Hatton, since I've got you on, I'm here. saying this. I'm saying this is the father of a four, of a 15 year old girl. So I, I I hope I I I hope anybody that tries to date my daughter doesn't try to pull that crap. But well, yeah, there are some excuses that 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 require a shotgun. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Fabian. Hatton, Hatton yes, ma'am. I'm a 17 year old. Do you want to do an arranged marriage? Uh, no. She's trying to get rid of. She's trying to get rid of Elijah, but don't worry. I am not Elijah. trying to get rid of him. He's but, a good boy. But, but I listen have to me. I'm having a right hey, hey, Hatton. I My daughter you, has her life planned out to the age of 26 at this point. I promise you, your daughter is safe from any promiscuousness with this boy. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me on this. She is safe. Okay. For now. For now. Hatton, tell us. What it what is up what is what is coming up for front porch politics and uh and uh, when can we expect you to get back in the saddle? Well, I've I've been tossing around ideas. Um I'm looking at just due to due to personal things that are going on, um I'm looking at August or September starting things back up. Um I for for those of you that, that have not listened to my show before um, for about seven years, I ran East Coast Conservative um, uh, Front Porch Political Talk, and I, it got to the point where there were no stories that were below the fold, and everything was Trump all the time. And since the the goal of what I did and and want to get back into doing is talking about other things, um, you know, we're now in a news cycle. We're now in a in a situation where we can start talking about other things. Um, so, so the hiatus the hiatus is going to end um, August September time frame, and um, it'll be a little little bit of a different format. You know, we're not going to do the roundtable every weekend like we did before, um, but it is going to be. Uh, I'm I'm shooting for more content, more interesting content, and uh, a variety of formats as well. Okay. Well, we look forward yeah. to it, and uh, I know I speak for me and Mark at least. We're we're ready to get back in the saddle. Good. All right. Thank you, Hatton. Yep. Our next topic, and and this one too is a great segue from the previous topic. Oh, I'm going to save this one for last, but I'm gonna I'm gonna save another one for last because I want to end it on a serious note. But <laughs> White County, Tennessee. Leave it up to us to come up with with this. A judge back in May signed an order that inmates could get out of jail early if they agreed to a vasectomy or implanted birth control. I'm behind on 100%. Wait. What? Is this for all inmates? Wait, wait, no, 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 no. So a clarification question. Is this for all inmates or is this just sexual offenders? This is all inmates that do not have Class B or Class A violent felonies. Anybody that comes to that county can get time whacked off of their sentence if they agree to a vasectomy or implanted birth control. And here's the judge's reasoning behind it. <laughs> and this is probably the biggest load of bullcrap I've ever heard, but at least it covers them. And that is, he doesn't want them to be burdened with unwanted children. No, he doesn't want them to breed. Yeah, I'm getting the idea of he don't want him to breed. Now, the district attorney in that county is kind of iffy on the order, 
and of course the ACLU, the NAACP, and multiple others have come out and said that this is a way to basically stifle the African-American community. And White County, ironically, is a heavily colored county. Okay. Um, now, having said that, I guess I kind of want to get everybody's opinion on on what they <laughs> constitutional, not constitutional. Do you agree with the judge or not? And we'll go with Mark. I'll give Mark this one first. Oh God. Okay. Can this happen during the bowl, the football bowl season, or uh, early March Madness? And does this come with a with a bag of frozen peas? Wow. No, no, Mark. But I do think that it, that it that it gives you an immediate in on the uh, voice choir. Well, no, it won't. Sorry, because they're all singing this... soprano. Get it? Mark, it? Mark is considering this, huh? Hey, if I have some downtime, if I have some some cold compress, and I know that I'll be shooting blanks, let me go for it. Yeah, but what crime are you going to do? But, but see, the thing is, you have, have to commit a crime. While I, am well, I was just going to, I was just going to say, Mark, go speed through White County. When when a cop goes by, you stick your finger out the window and flip him off. Take off your seatbelt. You'll be in jail in about five minutes, and then you can get half off of your sentence by getting a little snip snip. Tammy, I think it's a, I think it's a great idea, but I, it's probably unconstitutional. I agree. I think it's unconstitutional, but I like the idea. I like the way they're thinking. Trisha. Um. <laughs> Trisha. What? Trisha. I mean, I could understand. No. Uh, because I was outside. I'm on a phone call. Um. How can I? How can I? How can I say this gently? If they're a sex offender, I, I, I would say dismantle it. Not just vasectomy. Okay. okay. I'm not going to go any further than that. Okay. <laughs> I might say something. I shouldn't. <laughs> Barbara? Well, although it's a good idea, it's still a I feel unconstitutional. You can't impose that kind of a ruling just because he doesn't want them to breed. You know, that's... Now, there is legal precedent that judges have offered castration for sexual offenders. In yeah, but that's well, I agree with sentence. With that being said, if a person voluntarily decides to get a vasectomy, it is not a violation of constitutional law for the judge to offer that. Well, it's but not if you're going in for robbery, let's say you're going in for a third-degree robbery and you have to get a vasectomy to get out of jail, I think that's, I think that's pushing the envelope a little bit much. Yeah, that if is you're a sexual offender, if you're a sexual offender, yeah, I agree with it wholeheartedly. <laughs> That's not a condition are, are of their release. Off? That's a condition of their early release. Are they offering a trip to the local sperm bank, first of all? 
that would that would be an interesting caveat because someone who does not have children and wants to procreate later, even though they're getting the vasectomy, may take the offer, but then want to have children later on in life. And vasectomies are reversible. They're not total castration. They're not total sterilization. So no, I, but they are very expensive to reverse. Like ten yes, and twelve dollars. But they can be reversed. Yeah, but it's not a hundred percent. No. Of course then again there are those that, that get the procedure done, have their counts checked and the 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 number of swimmers has gone to zero and then all of a sudden a couple of years later, boom, they have a baby. Well are you speaking that, from that, experience? That, no, well, a co worker. Yeah. That was my first question if they can make a deposit at the sperm bank, first of all. Well, see, here's here's my take on it. First of all, I think you know, regardless of you know, the, the judge. For the the question is okay in Tennessee, and this is you know I, I'm not familiar with how the how the separation of powers exists in the state of Tennessee, but do judges have the power to create sentencing rules yes. such as that from the bench? Sentencing guidelines in this state are given very wide latitude with judges, especially on the level that he is. He's a general sessions judge, which um, in New York would be considered, uh, oh, what do they call that court? It's the first level of court there. Okay. So, misdemeanors, so he's, misdemeanors okay. those times. Okay, so he's he has the, the, the jurisdiction to do it. He has the power yeah. to do it. He has, a, he has a wide latitude. Now, the review there, board can come back and say you've you've overstepped yes. your bounds. Okay. Um, there are checks and balances, and they can say, you know what, yeah, we don't want to do yes. this. But the DA can, you know, do whatever he wants to do. Right. But I mean, he did. I, I hate to say it, but this time I actually do agree with the NAACP. Well, there is the caveat that this is voluntary and not mandatory. It, it, it is. It, it, it is. Voluntary. It is voluntary, but. It, it it also does nothing to reduce recidivism, which you know there's lots of there's lots of things that judges can do to reduce recidivism. This is going to do nothing for that. If not nothing when else, you, not no, when you no. lose your local judge that uh, was bribing witnesses. You talking about Westmoreland? Yep. No. Yeah. No, what I what I'm saying is hard. It's not going to reduce the amount of inmate churn. No, going out and in and out and in. As a matter of fact, it might it might actually increase recidivism may go up, but at least we're stopping a generational repeat. Yeah, and I was going to say that because I mean it does it does help stop some generational repeat because it's a proven fact that people that have high recidivism rates for crimes most likely will pass that generation to generation. All right. Well, then we, then sentence the son for the father's crimes. That's that, that you're, uh, you're damn near doing the same thing. I I don't I don't dispute either either okay. way of thinking on this one. I really don't. I, I I've got to back out for a couple minutes, guys. All right. Okay, so we're we're going to finish with that topic, and we're going to segue into a couple of of fairly quick topics. Excuse me just a moment. Ow. That hurt. Yeah, it did. It 
Does it first bounce off my foot? I've been a conflict-free wife. Well, I have to tell you, my son's been in Memphis all week. Okay, so... Uh-oh. Here's here's a couple of things I'm just going to quickly go through because I want to spend some time on on a couple of topics, and I want to hit everything that I wrote down to cover today. Since President Trump took office, there have been 500 VA employees fired for malfeasance, conduct, other things, with several more on the chopping block from what I understand, all because President Trump signed an executive order basically clearing the way so that these people can be terminated. GEICO is, GEICO and the other uh, government service industries, uh, unions, are trying to block some of these. They've went to court. So far, the judges are giving the president wide latitude over these departments because, obviously, he's the chief boss over these departments. Um, Here's the one I kind of want to discuss for a minute. We don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but the Republicans... The RNC has raised $75 million in six months. Good or bad for the RNC? I'm going to throw this one out to Mark. It's good for the RNC, but they're also following Trump's coattails, and the people that are, are supporting Trump are donating for the fund. It's going to be a question of, in the next, 13 months, can the RNC reciprocate what those donors are believing? I agree. That's a good assessment. Barbara? Um, I tend to agree. I mean, good for them, but, you know, <clears throat> is this going to go to, <clears throat> excuse me, the presidential re- re-election campaign, or is this... Mm, it'll most likely go... The money being raised right now will go to the Congressional Re-Election Committee. They'll spend a lot of money money getting Congress back where it needs to be. There's going to be divided between the RNCC and the RNSC. Uh, The the Senate, and well, we'll go into that in just a minute. Tammy. Yes. Look, I think if they don't get up off their doofus, uh, it's going to be bad. It's going to be really bad, and they're going to need a lot more money than what they have. Trisha? I agree. I agree with Tammy. I think the House is more in jeopardy than the Senate at this point because of the way the congressional elections will fall in 2018. Well, they've got – this is where I get to put on that old political strategy hat that I like so well. Here's the deal with Congress, okay? Congress. And I want to has, on this when you're done. Sure. Congress has to do something, okay? They have got to come up with something, whether it's an infrastructure bill, whether it's a tax bill. They have to bring one of those big things that Trump ran on out the gate, okay? They just do. Um, if they don't. It's going to be a dark day for the House Republicans. Will they lose the House? I don't think so. Will it be a lot tighter? Yes. On the Senate side, the Senate's got some problems, and they've got a few people in there causing some problems. And Republicans in the Senate want to see Trump fail. 
Okay, they just mm-hmm. do. And two of the biggest ones are Mike Lee and uh, Ted Cruz. Okay, they're playing games up there, and I've got a problem with that. Okay, and when have they not played games? I think that that those two need to either shape up or ship out. And that doesn't mean go along with everything. That doesn't mean, you know, put conservatism on the back seat. That means actually do something. And don't come out publicly and say, oh, well, I've given an amendment that he knew was never going to go anywhere, but he's taking money from the very people that he's out there claiming that he's going to go against. It just doesn't work that way. That's called a hypocrite. And when you tout the Bible and you tout an evangelical platform and want to go and criticize being called a lion, L-Y-I-N, Ted, well, you know what? seems to me it came true. But having said that, the Senate, we have an opportunity in 2018 to make the Senate filibuster-proof. With the way that the states are laid out with what's going on in the states and dealing with Obamacare, if Republicans take a leadership role, they can make the Senate filibuster-proof. There are more Republican-leaning states and seats that in those states that are up than Democrat-leaning. And we have an opportunity. But Republicans don't have the ability to lead right now. Okay? Yeah. And the biggest one is Donald Trump. I don't know who the hell is advising that man, but I'm going to tell you right now, I would not be advising some of the stuff that he's been advised. I just wouldn't. Well, okay? can, I, can I jump in, Fabian? Real quick. Yes, Hatton, you can interrupt me. Okay, thank you. Um, I, I'm going to say this, and I, and I want to point this out. So I've been I've I've been listening between Fox and CNN and a couple of other news during my drive, and I've, I'm on a three hour per day drive this month. Um, and one of the things that I have realized is that um, where where previous previously the news would kind of pin everything on the president. Right now, the news cha- the news outlets are painting a distinct picture between the Congress and between the Senate and the president. Yeah. And, and that that division is is good is actually good for Donald Trump because he's able to to skirt some of the well this isn't getting done and it's it's also painting a very bleak picture of the of the Republican control of both the House and Senate, more the Senate than the House. Um, but it's it's definitely painting a bleak picture. Um, you know, the, it, it's literally you know it, 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 we've gone from a do nothing Congress to a do nothing Senate, and you know a, a lot of that blame is being pushed on the Republicans in the Senate. Um, the Senate, the, the Senate has got to get. I think they they set on health care and let it fail. I mean, we talked about that earlier. I think they set on health care, just let it go the way it's going to go. Get in there, fund a couple of things that need to be funded. I'm telling you right now, Senate Republicans win in landslides if they fund the wall. Yep. Period. They will win in landslides. Number two, start talking about an infrastructure bill. Okay, I know nobody wants to talk about that because it costs money, but let's just put it out there. Bridges and roads are crumbling everywhere. Yeah. 
Okay? I know yeah. this. I traveled on several of them over the weekend. Yeah. Okay? I saw a bridge with a hole in it where a car had fallen through because it was crumbling. You know what? It's time to spend some money. We've got the money. We need to spend it. Okay? Make it happen. Tennessee, we took matters into our own hands, and as much as we disagree with this Improve Act bill that they just did, we said, you know what, we can't keep waiting on the feds, so we raised the gas tax in this state and started repairing our own roads. But we need to let our listeners realize that the House is up for re-election every two years. Yes. So the House is going to try to do something. The Senate is up every six years. The next election cycle in 2018 is one-third of the Senate. Is one one third, but the minute, that's where. But it is, it is one. It, it's a difference between one to two in Democrats. The Democrats are going to be up for re-election more than the Republicans. There are way more Democrats up. The and Republicans a lot of them, will be up for re-election in 2020. A so, lot of the, a lot of the Democrats though are in red states, and if Republicans play this right, see this is the problem, and Republicans have had this problem ever since. Uh, Senator Frist stepped down as the leader of the Senate, and that is they don't know how to lead, and they're getting ready to throw away an opportunity. And there are good people, and then we're going to go on to the next topic so that we get all this done. Well, I've, I've got to I've got to jump, jump out, guys. All right, see you ahead. All Thanks right, for coming thank about. you very much. Great talking with everybody. Good night. Have a good evening. One of the problems that we've got is that good people are getting out of politics. And I'm not talking just your elected people. I'm talking your strategists. I'm talking your pollsters. I'm talking any number of people that do things right. And the people taking their places don't have the moral compass that a lot of these people have. And I've seen a lot of them step out, some of them friends of mine, on both sides of the aisle. Believe it or not, there are a couple of good Democratic strategists out there. One of them just resigned and has given up politics this week. Now, she's getting ready to get a subpoena, <laughs> but she's a good person, and she'll withstand the scrutiny. But anyway, moving on to the next topic. We've got three left. Two of them are really quick, and then the last one is going to generate the most, uh, shall we say, discussion. <laughs> There's a young lady who was burned, and She's evidently been out there for a little while, but she was camping, and the husband went to light to juice up the fire. He had a gas can that he kind of slung around. She got uh, flammable liquid and fumes around her. He caught her on fire. And y'all can go to my Facebook page. It's on there. Uh, The story's on there. It shows a before and after picture. And this young lady was, uh, beautiful young lady prior to being burned, and then obviously after she's burned, a um, whole different look. Um, and to be honest, not a pleasant look. Uh, but having gone through my son being burned and dealing with what he looked like for the longest time before uh, we were able to get some of that stuff uh, taken care of, you know, I understand this woman's plight. So what happened? was she was in intensive care in the hospital for 51 days. Then she transitioned home. Okay? The Once she transitioned home, 
the husband stayed there for a little while, a couple of weeks, and basically said, I can't look at you anymore. I can't deal with this. I'm out of here. Okay? Now, Amanda and I had a discussion about this, and I made the statement that whereas I don't agree with what the guy did, I can understand having a hard time with it because she was fundamentally changed by this accident. (laughs) And the women way outnumber the men here. So here's my question. Faced with the exact same situation, would you stay or would you leave? So for the women, if if your man was burned and it fundamentally changed who and what he was, do you stay or do you leave? Okay, and and let's put some caveats on it here. Let's put the, you have a hard time looking at them, it's it's not what you signed up for, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, and nobody on this call can use the argument for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health. Okay, you just can't. We're talking human nature here, and let's, Put the put the marriage vows to the to the side here. So I'm going to start with Tricia. <laughs> well, honestly, if the person is completely honest with themselves, then they would look and see if they would look at the person and not the 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 facial or, or whatever, yeah, you know, what they used to look like. Because it is, that isn't what construes of a human being. It's their personality and what they're really like inside. Okay. Now let me follow that up a little bit. And in relationships, and especially from a sexual point of view, don't you need to be attracted to the person that you're supposed to have sex with the rest of your life? Uh, uh, that's just complete, total bullshit. Uh, and hang on, Tammy. Hang I on. Hung up the phone. I hung up the phone. I was trying to get to it so quickly, and I hung up on you. You're you're <laughs> you're you're going to get your you're going to get your chance, okay? Right now, it's Trisha's, and I'm asking a follow up question. So sit there and shut up. <laughs> Normally, I would say yes, but okay. there again, if if you really love that person, their looks are not going to impede your your relationship with them. Okay. Mark. I have to look at this twofold. First off, did the guy leave because he felt so guilty at what he had done to someone he loved? And that's a that's on him. If it was the difference between love and lust, then looks would not matter that you were with that person on an emotional level and on a spiritual level before you see the outer shell. So if I was facing the same situation, first of all, I would feel guilty to the day I died. But I would stick with that person because that person is the one that I loved. No matter what. Okay. Tammy. Okay, let me take myself off mute. Um, 
let me let me say this. I had uh y'all all know I was married recently. Well, not recently, but not now too long. That was husband number seven? No, not no, number eight. No. Okay. Number eight. <laughs> uh <clears throat> round, round, round. And where, round. You get the round. <laughs> and where I wasn't disfigured, there were um periods of recovery that did change our life and it did change our life where we uh you know we weren't as carefree as people who are young uh would like to be because in and out of surgery and all that however when you both say until death do us part no matter what that means no matter what because the same thing could happen to someone who say was diabetic and they might need some pharmaceuticals to fulfill their husbandly duties. So, you know, I, I don't know. My friend had a double mastectomy because she had uh, cancer. And her husband had a really hard time being intimate with her until she had her reconstructive surgery. But he didn't leave, and he stuck right beside her. Now, to me, that's true love, and they've been married since we were 18 years old. So I think it boils down to character and how how you really are. And if you can't stay by somebody through sickness and health, then, whew, that's bad. Well, that was better than I thought it was going to be. What did you think I was going to say? Okay. Well, I do and and listen, I agree with I agree with everybody on this one. I do understand where he would struggle. Oh, I'm sorry, Barbara, go ahead. <laughs> no, I I'll do it fast, so I agree with what Tammy said and Tricia that, you know, it and Mark that, you know, it's what's inside that counts. And, you know, if you're truly in love with the person, it wouldn't make any difference whatsoever. Okay. So let me let me throw this out there. Let me say my piece, then I'm gonna throw a monkey wrench in the plan. Number one, I can understand his perspective. And I can understand where he would have a problem with the intimacy side of things and and dealing with the situation as it were. Okay, I know I struggled dealing with my son's issue, not because it changed how I felt about him, but just the situation as a whole. And didn't love him any less, wouldn't have left his side. Okay, and I know it's different because it's my son, but got to thinking about that. And... She was treated at the same hospital he was, okay? And so then I got to thinking, here's a guy, he goes home, He's here's his wife, that she is disfigured for the rest of her life. She can't use her hands. She is burned beyond recognition. The surgeries later on probably will be due some reconstructive surgery to her face, some skin grafts that won't scar as bad. Um, but they've got to get the healing process going first so that she can get past that. Um, yes, he's a douche, okay? And 
I would call him much worse if we weren't on a family-friendly show. And yes, he should not have left. And yes, um, I hope he gets what's coming to him. Because she's 27 years old. She said vows to him. He said vows to her. And he has an obligation to protect her. Okay? A husband's number one priority, and I want everybody to listen to this that's listening out there. A husband's number one priority, always, is to protect and love your wife. Period. If there's nothing else that anybody takes out of this program that we have done today, no matter the circumstance, no matter how tough it is, it is your job to love and protect your wife. And if you don't, you are a coward and a punk. And in the words of of jail talk, this is the worst thing you can call somebody in a jail. So you're a bitch. (laughs) You're right. And I have no respect for any man that chooses not to love and protect his wife, period. No matter what she looks like because of your stupidity, no matter what she looks like because of circumstances, because at the end of the day, it's her you chose to love. And with time, looks change, hair changes, skin changes, everything changes, except for who we are inside. So, having spoken on that topic, um, that's a very, that's a very, uh, you know, that was one of the most important ones. The man and I were talking about it earlier, and I got to thinking about it after we hung up. And so, anyway. Two topics left. This one's going to probably apply to all of us, especially Barbara. Okay. No, you're safe. We're not discussing batteries. Okay. We're scared there for a minute. For those of you that tuned in, we're running about. We're going to be running a few minutes behind, so we're going to go a little over our hour tonight, just because it's the inaugural program, and well. I got to get back in the swing of making things last an hour. We do have some sponsors that I should tell you about. I've been waiting to do this program after I could guarantee I would get my two sponsors back. One is the Wall Street Journal, where you get the right news at the right time. WSJ.com. You can go to WSJ.com, put in the put in the uh, code up at the top, Political Straight Talk, all one word, and you will save some money on your Newspaper, also brought to you by Chick-fil-A. Now, the thing is, Chick-fil-A didn't invent the chicken sandwich, or didn't invent the chicken. They invented the chicken sandwich. Have a number one, large size, with a Coke today. All right. Next up is Facebook. Okay? And Facebook, all of us on here, especially Barbara, are probably guilty about taking those polls and doing those little surveys online. Well, a company has been doing some research on these polling and on the back end of these things through Facebook, Twitter, and others. And they are finding that all of these answers that you're giving, A, are linked to your account and who you are, and B, they are being sold to advertisers, politicos, and et cetera, et cetera. Okay. 
So I would highly recommend that no more polls, no more little surveys, no more being done because all of your preferences, all of your answers are being cataloged. Political parties buy those things too. You'd be amazed at what I know about each of you through Voter Vault. <laughs> Seriously. Okay, so be mindful about that. And this guy, I'm pointing to myself, this guy will not be taking any more polling off of Facebook. All right, the final topic. Anybody care to guess what it is? Uh, OJ. Orenthal James Simpson. Okay, we're going to do this one <laughs> in part. We're going to do this one in part. Okay, so I'm going to ask the question, and you all give me an answer. Should he have been for now? Wait a minute. Let me put the parameters on this. We cannot consider the 1995 acquittal of him in these answers. Okay, should he been have paroled? Yes or no, Tammy? No, but you can consider the domestic violence uh, charges that he had. Which nobody seems to recall. Yeah, he did have them. She had a restraining order against him. Tricia? Kind of mixed on that one. Yes or no? No. Barbara? I agree with Tammy that the domestic violence should have been brought up today. <laughs> okay. Should he be paroled, yes or no? Barbara? No. Okay. And Mark? The world's on fire. The country's in chaos. Who gives a damn about OJ? (laughs) That's still not my question. Thanks for wrapping it up for us, Mark. Should he, be, should he have been paroled? Yes. Let him go to the local golf course to look for the killers. I don't care. <laughs> and he I agree. No more he, than I am. he should have been paroled. Okay. Now, let's go to the next part of that. Why not for Tammy? Ah, uh, well, all the white blondes are now in danger, myself included. <laughs> Tammy, I'm pretty sure you're safe, okay? You're too you're too old. Trisha. No, he's 70. I'm not too old. <laughs> well, that's right. You're only 65. My bad. Okay. Uh, Trisha. Well, considering the fact that it was a 33-year term, and he's only served eight years. Nine. When he walks out on October the 1st, it'll be nine years to the day. Okay. But as of right now, still, it is not nine years. And he's already had he's already had nine years knocked off. When he walks out on October the 1st, he'll have nine years knocked off. So collectively, 18 years will be done on his sentence. He is eligible as of right now. He will be finished with his sentence in 2022. I just... I- but why not? I, I just I don't trust him. Okay. Barbara. He has a volatile temper. 
Okay. He was convicted of road rage down in Florida. <clears throat> His girlfriend, he, he beat her up. Okay. No, he can't He wasn't be convicted of no, any he, of those in a Nevada courtroom. Well, they should have still taken it into account. Okay. This guy. Did he? This guy. Did he do his? Be, did he do his time for those things? To what? To what he was charged with now? What he was charged with in Florida, he finished that stuff, right? I don't know. Was he? <clears throat> yeah. So if we finish it, if we believe in the Constitution, okay. If we sit on here and we believe in the Constitution and we give the Constitution the respect that it deserves, the Fourth Amendment, okay, not only protects against search and seizure, but it also says that once you serve your debt to society, you're done. You're to be restored all rights of a citizen. So how can we in one breath say that the Constitution is a great document that is infallible and should be rule of law? And in the second, because we don't like somebody or because we think they murdered two people that they got away with. How can we do that? Doesn't that make us hypocrites? But you got to look at his past transgressions. And they didn't take that into account. If, if he served his debt to society or was found not guilty, we cannot consider those. Because then we're taking that Constitution and tearing it up. And then we're no better than the Democrats and the other people that say that document is nothing more than a piece of paper written 241 years ago. I'm not defending OJ. I don't give a damn about OJ. I mean, I see your point. I see your point, but I'm defending the Constitution of the United States, and I'm saying very clearly that whatever he did or didn't do prior to that October day in Nevada cannot be considered because that wasn't what he was charged with. We could, the parole board could only consider his charges. In Nevada, they weigh very heavily on what he does in the time he's in the prison system. No write-ups. Was the commissioner of the prison league for the entire state of Nevada. I mean, it worked his way up and done these things. Okay? Well, the only mitigating factor he had against him, the only mitigating factor or aggravating factor that was against him, was the fact that a gun was used by someone else in that robbery. The mitigating factors which helped him was no write-ups, he's helped other people, you know, yada, 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 whatever they listed off there in the parole hearing. All I'm simply wanting people to think of is that if, and let's put, let's put you, me, or somebody else, well, let's put me in that situation. Okay? Everybody knows what happened to me a couple of years ago, a few years ago now. Okay? Do you all use that to judge me and who I am? No. No. Tammy? It's a little bit different. You did not commit murder, double murder, double homicide. Okay. He was found not guilty of that murder. The justice system did its job. Whether it was right or it's wrong, he was acquitted, not guilty. Okay? The Constitution, again, Fourth Amendment, says... That double jeopardy attaches, and you cannot be tried again for a capital crime that you have been found not guilty of. We cannot consider his guilt or innocent. That's not what I was saying. I was saying you did not commit double murder. 
But you're, you're want the, and, in the, and in the eyes of the law, neither did he. But you want the same standard as opposed to yourself as you do to OJ. OJ is not being judged by what happened 20 years ago. OJ is being judged about what happened in Las Vegas 10 years ago. So that's all you have to look at. So that that's my whole point. That's my whole point. If you look at it solely from that point of view. Isn't the parole board supposed to take into consideration the fact oh, no. that they can't use that? The, they can't use they the can't double. They can't use what happened in the past because nothing happened in the past. According and the lady the said law, very clearly. The lady said very clearly today. We've gotten, you know, we've gotten thousands of letters, mostly in support. Those that were in opposition, ninety-five percent of them were about what happened in nineteen ninety-five. And we will not be considering those. And that was the right decision. Okay? No matter how you feel about this guy as a human being, did he meet the criteria for parole? The parole board said yes. Now, I will tell you that based on what I saw on that parole board today, they they knew what they were going to do before they ever walked in that room. The only one that surprised me was the lady in the red, because I got the distinct impression she had no use for him whatsoever. The other three, they were cutting up with him. They were, they were, you know, you know, this is their first time on national TV. This is the largest audience they've ever had. Um, this parole hearing was watched by Nielsen is predicting more than once the presidential debate. So. Anyway, finishing up on Orenthal James Simpson, have we heard the last of him? No. Will he violate his parole? No. He's going to go. I think he will. He won't. Listen, they're not going to put the only restriction that he's going to have on him, he can't leave the state, which you don't want to do anyway, because of the uh, stupid uh, civil lawsuit that should have never happened. And. So he's going to be in Florida. He's going to be on golf courses on October the 2nd. He's going to be a celebrity. He's going to have the paparazzi following him around. Give him a couple of years to get established. He'll be back in the movies. Um, And, you know, it's just the way it's going to be. So he's not going to want to leave Florida. He's going to be a celebrity all over. He's And is it right? Maybe not. Does it, do we have to follow the rule of law? Absolutely. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Tammy, Barbara, Tricia, Mark, Hatton, thank you for stopping by and giving your opinions and your thoughts. And I look forward to the next time that we do this. We will be going back to our normal programming Friday evenings. We're going to do it at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. So we want everybody to tune in Friday evenings, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. At the next program, I'll have the email address ready for you guys, the other information that you will need. Uh, to participate in our calls. We're going to be doing some interactive stuff uh, on Friday nights as well. Anyway, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Remember, you've got to stand for something or you'll fall for anything. Freedom is not free. Thank a soldier. Thank their families, for without their families, the soldiers wouldn't want to go defend our country because they, too, make sacrifices. 
You've got to stand for something or you'll fall for anything. Freedom is not free. I know I said that, but I'm going to say it again. And on behalf of those of us with Political Straight Talk, this is the Political Superman saying, have a good night, everybody. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.